Real Men of Genius. Real Men of Genius. Today we salute you, Mr. Giant Pocket Knife Inventor. Mr. Giant Pocket Knife Inventor. Because of you, we'll never be lost in the middle of a dense forest without a little plastic toothpick again. Won't get lost again. What's that bulge in my pocket? It's my knife. And my tweezers. And my scissors. And my spoon. And my bottle opener. And my fish scaler. Take it to the mess. And my leather awl. And my corkscrew. And my nail file. And my paring knife. And my hasp. What's a hasp? So crack open an ice cold Bud Light, Mr. Giant Pocket Knife Inventor. Because you make our pockets bulge humongously with pride. Mr. Giant Pocket Knife Inventor. Bud Light Beer at Isabelle St. Louis, Missouri. Hello and welcome to week 10 of the RBFFL, weeks racing by. And this is a week uh, like we've had recently, which was a pretty low scoring week and some very close matchups. In fact, there really was only one that wasn't very close. I'm going to start off with the absolute shocker of the week, and that was the Devils 55, defeating the Crabs Super Bowl champions. You wouldn't know it, 30. A very ordinary week. Let's start off with the Devils. Must be just so happy, gloating at every moment possible. One for Wilson. Count against a very stiff Packers defense. 14 for Eckler. 18 for Evans. Three for Williams. Five for Fant. Three for Jacobs. Four for Judy. Special teams had seven. And that was the kind of week it was. Lots of single digits. Uh, but it was enough to win. And that's kind of all that matters. On the bench, Carter had 13. That rookie's looking very good. Myers had 13, scored a touchdown. Renfro, 13 once again. He's had multiple weeks now where he scored pretty well. 55 for the Devils, defeating a miserable 30 points for the Crabs, one of the lowest scores I can remember getting. McCoy, minus four. Not such a great idea to put in Kyler's backup, even though he came off a good week. Freeman just got five. Devontae got seven. Jefferson was the bright spot, 19. Uh, Frymouth minus one, fumbled in the last play of overtime to make it a tie. Mitchell had nine. Metcalf just two, got ejected. Uh, the special teams got minus seven. Yes, that is gold right there. On the bench, Gibson had 19 first week. He hasn't been started. That will always happen. Moore had 13. We could have got a little bit more if we had to put Joseph in. But wouldn't matter. What enough. 55 to 30. What an absolute embarrassment. So let's get to a much better scoring, tighter contest. Costanza's 119, looking extremely solid, defeated the Maulers 103. For the Costanzas, Hertz continues to be great in 16. 11 for Connor, uh, gets, keeps getting touchdowns even when they get destroyed. 17 for Cup, uh, he's just been uh, the find of the year, I think. Pittman's very good with seven. Pitts had six. 
Williams had 28. Just a fabulous performance. And Cooper had five. Special teams, 29. And that's how you win games. On the bench, uh, besides the quarterbacks, Henry had 21. So another nice wide uh, tight end, sorry, to put in there. Uh, 119, that will win most weeks in the NFL these days. Maulers, 103. Better week for them. Not quite enough. Herbert had nine. Cook had 17. Good bounce back. Two for Lockett. Lamb had 28. Andrews had 15. Hilton didn't score. I don't believe he played. Uh, Jefferson had five. Very miserable uh, Rams performance. And special teams had 27. So good good efforts there. On the bench, Stevenson at 28. Nice rookie prospect. Anderson finally scored. He had 12. Um, and that will do it. Cassandra's 119. On 30, 103 to the Maulers. The Wipeouts, 75. Just got home against the Mudcats, 72. Jackson had 12. Jones had eight left the game, one to two week injury. Beasley had one, three to Brown, two to Goddard, 14 to Johnson, five to McLaurin. Special teams had 30, which will do very nicely. On the bench, Dylan stepping in for Jones. It has been solid the last couple of weeks. He had 24, definitely his breakout game. Uh, and that's about it. On, uh, on the Mudcats side of the ball, 72 points, very close. 15 for Cousins, 4 for Collins, 5 for Godwin, 4 for Johnson, 2 for Waller, 24 for Smith, breaking out nicely. Jones had 3, special teams had 15. In fact, uh, Crosby's field goal probably cost him the game in the end. On the bench, 10 for Scott. Not really much else to report. Wipeout 72 defeated the Mudcats. Sorry, Wipeout 75 defeated the Mudcats 72. In the next matchup, uh, another really uh, well fought but low scoring game. Dockers 67 defeated the Queens 54. Let's just start with the Dockers 21 for Allen, nice, 15 for Elliot. Julio Jones didn't play. He's actually been put on IR. Watkins had a fumble, minus four. Pretty ordinary performance by Watkins. I saw that game. Gazeki didn't score. Gordon had six. Agnew, 17, was the difference maker. And special teams had 12. On the bench, not much to report. Smith did have 13, did score a touchdown. The Queens, 54. Not a great performance. Uh, 10 for Brady. Uh, 18 for Swift, pretty good effort. Kirk had five, two for Moore, one for Knox, three for Patterson, one for Peoples-Jones, special teams had 14. When you score 54, you get a lot of single digits. It's painstaking. Henderson had four, not really much on the bench. It was a huge bye week. Although not that many of those players probably would have started. Dockers, upset. The Queens, 67 to 54. The Budgies continue to move along pretty nicely. 91 defeating the Cows, 73. Not a low scoring game. Five for Stafford. Taylor had 23, really nice score. Four for Sanders, nine for Allen. Ertz had four. Robinson, 
13, one of the better scores of the year. Kittle had 14. Special teams had 19. So some good special team scores coming out of the, the pack. Edwards had 17 on the bench. Nothing else to report. For the Cows, 73. Uh, seven for Rogers. Did look... Uh, it's good to have him back. Didn't look great, but good to have him back. 15 for McCaffrey, two for Landry. 26 for Tyreek, a couple of touchdowns. Hawkinson didn't score. Two for Patterson, uh, Peterson. Two for Crowder. Special teams had 19. On the bench, I'm not much to report. But the Packers' defense is legit. I mean, they were on the bench, but we don't talk about defenses. In the final game, we're going to preview, or review, I should say, uh, the Hamsters. This is the widest margin. 135 crushed the Finns. 83. Prescott had 25, 17 for Harris, 30 for Diggs, good score, 2 for Sutton, 11 for Higby, 8 for Fournette, and Debo had 30. Special teams had 12. On the bench, Pollard had 9, 19 for Conklin, he's showing up very, very nicely, so 135, really good score, best score of the week. Defeated the Finns, 83. So, Kelsey, 16, and Mahomes, 42. Combined for 58 of the points. Very, very nice trade. Well done. Carson didn't play. Thielen had six. One for Brown. Three for McKissick. 12 for Callaway. Special teams had three. On the bench, Ingram had 16. Bourne had 22. And 11 for Hooper. So there were some scores on the bench. In the end, it was the Hamsters 135 defeating the Finns 83. Let's have a look at the standings. Uh, this is, things are shaking out a little bit, but nothing is certain yet. Queens 8 and 2, uh, we thought they were close enough. I believe they've clinched. A woman, you know, 8, 10, there's four games left. Nope, take that back, no one's clinched. 8 and 2 leads the division over the wipeout, 6 and 4. We've been on a three game win streak. Three game win streak's really hard for you. And the Maulers are four and six. Uh, they're starting to slip away, but in the wildcard hunt. Wipeouts right now in the wildcard pole position. In the south, the Finns five and five continue to have a three-game lead. In fact, they're only one more win away from winning the division. Two and eight for the Cows, two and eight for the Dockers. Both of them look Costanza's in the East, lead 7 and 3. They've now got a two game, a, two, a one and a half game lead over the Crows, or 5, 4, and 1. The Muddies are 4 and 6. Uh, the Crabs actually are in the second wildcard spot right now, but it's super, super close. Only half game separating most of them. In the West, the Budgies now have a one and a half game lead, 6-3 and 1, over the Hamsters and the Devils, who are both gotten five, and both the Hamsters and the Devils are a half game out of the wildcard spot that is currently being occupied by the Crabs. So they are the games, and that is where we stand right now, as far as uh, wins, losses, and standings in general. So let's move on now. Games this week. The Crabs face the Maulers. Every game is going to be vital from this way, this point onwards. The Wipeouts face the Cows, which will help definitely the Wipeouts in that spot. 
The Fiends play the Budgies. Boy, that is a big matchup and a pretty important one too. The Queens 8 and 2 face the Hamsters 5 and 5. The Hamsters obviously are working very hard to get a wildcard spot or maybe win that division. Muddy's 4 and 6 are up against the Costanza 7 3 in a battle of the East. It's going to be really, really important for the Costanzas and of course the Muddies could spine themselves out of it if they were to lose. Dockers 2 and 8 up against the Devils 5 and 5. I would toss a coin here, I'm not sure who's going to show up and win, but we play the games no matter what, and they are the games for this week. They are also the standings and wrapping up obviously with the matchups for this week. We get a little closer to season ending. Uh, it's amazing how the Queens jumping out to a big lead, jumping out to many, many wins, scoring lots of points. That tide is turning slightly. And all of a sudden we're starting to see the wipeouts starting to emerge. The stanzas are starting to emerge. Uh, inconsistent, but the Finns have the firepower to win. And I also think the Budgies, uh, even though they scored little, they've had the luck of, um, well, just not having many points scored against them. It is tight. There are five teams, I think, that are well and truly in the hunt. No real standout at this point. Just a few favourites. Enjoy this week. Good luck and bye for now. Bud Light presents Real American Heroes. Real American Heroes. Today we salute you, Mr. Major League Infield Raker. Mr. Major League Infield Raker. Your precision movements and split-second timing keep America's infield safe for play and covered with cool, swirly designs. Swirly designs. Millions watch as you weave your standard-issue rake inches from the bag then skillfully switch to the more advanced woven metal thing on a chain. Woven metal thing! Yeah, it has a name, but we wouldn't understand. Why? Because we're not Mr. Major League Infield Raker. So crack open an ice-cold Bud Light, oh Duke of Dirts. Because for every kid who wants to be a Major League Slugger, there's another who wants to be a guy with a rake. Infield Raker! Bud Light Beer, Anheuser-Busch, St. Louis, Missouri.